Hi everyone, I'm Kiara Zapanta, Product Marketing Specialist at Aptio, and welcome to Amplify Agile, a monthly series dedicated to discussing all things agile transformation and providing insights to help organizations adopt and scale their agile practice. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Amplify Agile. I'm Kiara Zapanta, and today's episode, we kick off our series on capacity planning, where we will delve into different aspects of capacity planning in each episode. Um, today, we are going to discuss what sound capacity management looks like, allocation of effort, as well as the management of talent and skills. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing Kathleen Marshak, um, Principal Business Agility Transformation Coach at Icon Agility, Agility Services. Um, who is here to join us in discussing these topics and share her valuable insights. Um, so, Kathy, it's so great having you here today. Um, if you can please just give us a quick introduction of yourself and background. Sure. Thanks, Kiara. So, as you said, my name is Kathy Marshak, and I really think of my job as this. I help people learn and apply lean and agile ways of thinking and working. Uh, I'm a pragmatic coach. I've been helping uh, people and organizations change their way of working for more than 25 years. Uh, for the past 10 years, I've been focused on helping large-scale clients learn and adopt the scaled Agile framework. Uh, but as I said, very long-time Agilist back in the 90s, so I feel that this topic of capacity management is really relevant to customers of all sizes, but especially large customer or large companies. Awesome. Thanks. Um, so let's dive into the topic of capacity planning, um, which is sound capacity management. Um, the first thing that I'd like to get your thoughts on is what are the business challenges that organizations are facing today and where do these challenges really stem from? Mm -hmm. A great question. And so First, if it's okay, I'll define what capacity management means to me, and then I'll talk about uh, the other factors. So to me, capacity management is all about understanding how much capacity do you have? How much work can you take on? And then making smart choices about how to allocate those, uh, I'm just gonna say story points, how, how are you gonna allocate that effort uh, across different types of work uh, and towards different uh, initiatives or epics or features or stories, depending upon the level at which you work. It really comes down to, as I said, first understanding how much capacity do you have and then making sure that you have alignment on what outcomes are you trying to achieve so that you can make intelligent choices about how much capacity are you going to spend on uh, work related to say reducing technical debt, uh, to building new business functionality, to uh, working on infrastructure or architecture so you can build something new in the future. And those types of choices are really where I see a lot of business challenges coming from. Uh, it's gaining alignment across business leaders and IT leaders for where are we spending our people's time and brain power. Okay, awesome. So I get the sense that there's been a shift on how business 
been businesses plan and manage capacity that's changed. Would you say that's true? Yes, I think that what I'm noticing in, in more and more of my clients is in the past, IT might have been making certain types of decisions on their own. For example, how do we deal with uh, keeping our solutions current? How do we combat the latest security problems? And business leaders were often in the dark. Uh, they didn't realize how much capacity that was taking. But now as organizations really adopt agility where we believe in transparency and trust, now we're getting holistic conversations and making decisions that really help companies optimize for the whole so that we can build cool new useful business functions without letting our solutions be unsafe, you know, um, have security flaws, let's say. So it really is a much more balanced conversation these days. Okay, great. Thanks for that rundown. So now that we've covered the overview of what capacity planning is, now I want to deep dive into what does sound capacity management look like and why is it important for businesses and organizations? Mm -hmm. To me, sound capacity management looks like this. It's having the relevant stakeholders, whether this is within a single agile team, that might be all the team members and the product owner, um, working together to say, we need to spend 15% uh, of our capacity on reducing technical debt. Uh, and we need to spend 10% dealing with these known production problems and so forth. So having that conversation about where do we really need to spend our capacity, that is the heart of sound capacity management. So when you scale up above a team, now you're dealing with teams of teams, or if you're using the scaled agile framework or safe, you refer to that as an agile release train. And so now when you have an agile release train and you have a portfolio, now we start to look at capacity management from a different angle, not just what type of work are we spending our efforts on, but also the source of the work. So mm -hmm. for example, an agile release train may have say a thousand points of capacity that they can work on for the next couple of months. One of the questions the product managers will have is how much of this capacity needs to be spent on top-down driven epics to serve the, you know, the larger portfolio versus what we can control locally. Mm -hmm. uh, knowing that split, top-down work versus locally controlled work, allows the product management team to really balance building to support larger enterprise or portfolio goals and what they know they need to do to serve their customers and build an awesome product. Okay, awesome. So it's like great value across the business. Um, so what are some common mistakes that organizations make when it comes to capacity management and how, how can these be avoided? Some of the mistakes that I have noticed are these. First, there's a lack of alignment on vision and priorities. And if you don't have lack, excuse me, if you don't have 
alignment on vision and priorities, then what happens is people tend to have um, kind of death by a thousand cuts, where you try to split your capacity across dozens of initiatives and nothing really gets done in a reasonable amount of time. One of the other mistakes I see is that lack of transparency that I mentioned before, where some people uh, are doing work off to the side, but nobody else knows that that's how part of the capacity is being spent. Uh, so that lack of transparency, I see it over and over again. And it really is a mistake because it harms trusting relationships and it harms making sound business decisions. Mm -hmm. Would you say that talent and skills can fall into a common mistake as well um, within this? Yes, absolutely. And so when it comes to talent and skills, what I've noticed is that if you're not thinking about the future, uh, it is very easy to have all of your talent focused on the technologies that you're using today, but we need to build for the future as well. And so when I've seen this play out in some of my customers, here's what happens. While we wanna devote a certain amount of our capacity towards, let's say, uh, enhancing a cloud-based solution, we can't do that because the majority of our people don't yet have cloud-based skills. And so that lack of alignment between the skills that we have and where we want to put our energy means that companies are often working on lower priority work than they would really like to because they simply lack the skills mm -hmm. to work on the more valuable aspects. Uh, and so then they have to, you know, create a, a game plan for how are they going to resolve that misalignment, if you will, between the skills that they have and the work they want to do. Fantastic. So how does capacity management affect the broader business planning and management strategies? Capacity management really helps us create more feasible roadmaps. That's the first thing that I think of. Uh, from a broader business planning and management strategy perspective. Once we understand our capacity and we have alignment on vision and priorities, we can refine roadmaps based upon assumptions about where we're spending our capacity. That enables a business uh, executive to have a conversation with, let's say, their sales and marketing organizations about when will we be ready to start a marketing campaign? When will we be ready to sell this new product to our customers and so forth? So having the ability to have realistic roadmaps, I think is really important. Awesome. So it seems like having insight into capacity really allows organizations to plan and deliver with more confidence, which is fantastic. Um, so how can organizations ensure that effort is allocated effectively to achieve optimal capacity management? I think the key to optimal capacity management is twofold. One, alignment. I know I've said that word a lot today, but 
alignment on where you're headed is crucial because then you can have honest conversations about how do we want to spend our precious capacity when it comes to making that choice of where do we spend that capacity uh, we like to consider multiple factors, you know, to help prioritize the work, if you will. And that means looking at what's valuable to our customers. How do they perceive value? Uh, how does our company perceive value? Because sometimes those are different, right? What's valuable to your customers, what's valuable, valuable to your company, those may be two different things. So those two factors, plus looking at time criticality. For example, do we have a regulatory deadline coming at us? And if so, how soon is that deadline? And of course, we want to think about building for the future. Mm -hmm. So whether that is capacity spent on innovation activities or helping our people learn new skills so that they can build for the future, all of those factors come into play to really find that optimal mix of capacity allocation. Okay, awesome. So now that we've covered an overview, the business challenges and really common mistakes, can you share some actual like best practices for allocation of effort and achieving sound capacity management that organizations can adopt? Sure, I'll actually tell you a story about a client that I'm working with. We have really worked hard to build those relationships between business and technology so that we have one view of the work to be done and one view of the capacity that we can spend. Uh, we use what we call capacity allocation charts. We actually use uh, target process as our tool and we've built out these really useful dashboards for a variety of roles, product managers and business owners and executives to help everybody see how are we actually spending and using our capacity. We can compare what we are actually doing now with what we want to be doing in the future. And we can have really powerful conversations about how do we move from where we are to where we wanna be in order to achieve our targeted business outcomes. And those conversations have been invaluable very eye-opening for leaders across the board, both in business and technology, because before they each only had a their small view of the world rather than looking at things holistically. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks for that story. So um, it's clear that with the planning and managing of all these elements of for capacity planning, talent and skills management, and allocating effort, um, that there's going to be numerous teams at the different levels of the organization involved. Um, would you say that there are challenges or risks specific to bringing these teams together? So I wouldn't say there are risks in bringing these teams together. To me, it's all about opportunity. And I think the the challenge that we often find is a lack of trust. Mm. So the, and that often comes because in the past, uh, maybe there were, uh, in the past, maybe there were uh, bad relationships. Uh, people had been uh, dissatisfied with prior conversations. 
and, and a, a lot of factors like that. What I find when we bring people together and create an environment of psychological safety and help build trust to have those conversations, uh, then lots of information spills out. Like, you don't know this, but for the past three years, we've been putting off fixing certain types of, of uh, flaws in the solution, and now we really have to do it because it's no longer uh, acceptable for us to let certain types of technical debt build up. Um, so having that type of information come out in, a, uh, in an environment where people can say, okay, that's the current situation. Let's look at how we can allocate our capacity to deal with that situation and resolve that risk as well as make progress on these important business outcomes, uh, it really does change the nature of the working relationships for an organization. Awesome. So would you say that a tool or a platform like Target Process can can help organizations with capacity planning um, maybe with the end-to-end -end visibility, or I know you mentioned dashboards earlier, but anything specific like that? Yes, absolutely. So what we have noticed is when we use a tool like Target Process, where we have you know, multiple views of capacity at different levels, it brings data to the conversation. And so it's no longer about opinions or assumptions. Uh, it is, here's our reality. Uh, let's recognize that this is the truth. The data is the data. And now let's use that as the starting point for conversations about what we want to change and how we're going to get there. And to me, that's the most powerful thing. Again, with my current client, uh, in the past, there had been a lot of uh, conversations and hand-waving, you know, my stuff won't get done because we're not aligned on priorities and I need work from you and the world's going to end uh, to a situation where we can say, all right, here's the data. Uh, and in order to accomplish this business outcome, we need uh, work and support from team A and team B and this agile release train. And it's going to take 25% uh, of this arts capacity, and it's going to take you know 2% of capacity from some shared service. And together, if we're aligned on when we wanna do the work, we can complete this feature and achieve a business outcome in the next six weeks. And so that's, again, the nature of the conversations that we have when we have real information uh, readily available to decision makers. Awesome. Thanks everyone for tuning in to Amplify Agile and a huge thank you to Kathy for sharing her insights on capacity planning. Um, Kathy, it was great having you on the show and looking forward to having you back in the future. Um, so everyone else, please feel free to leave any questions in the comments um, and stay tuned for more episodes in our capacity planning series. Thanks for joining us today. Amplify Agile is available as a video and podcast and can be found on all podcast platforms. So feel free to subscribe and follow for updates.